Tisha and Mello. How are you all doing this evening? Doing great, bro. All right, <laughs> Mello. I'm doing absolutely fine. All right. So, Tisha, you have been a guest on here before. Yeah. Um, Tisha is a singer, songwriter extraordinaire, also a, a an, an, an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, she has multiple business ventures. She has jobs, <laughs> as Pedro Parks would say, okay? Um, so she does her thing. Damn. <laughs> so she has she has jobs and things to do. Um, Mello, I don't know how to introduce you. Mello too is a singer songwriter. Um, um, he is a uh, a uh, help me out, Mello. What do you do? <laughs> introduce the people to yourself. Um, I also consider myself as a singer songwriter. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's what I do. That's what I professionally do. So, I think that's all I'll give out for the most part. Okay, okay. Anything you guys would like to promote? Follow my business Instagram page, Adoresleep2021. We got the hottest onesies, lingerie, and now we're branching into apparel and swimsuits for the summer. Hot girl summer. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Come on now. And Mello, anything else for you? Anything you, um, you want to promote? Um, yes, yes. You know, follow my YouTube, TikTok, Mello, the Savage One. Just, I'm ready for those likes and comments and views. Yeah, just check out my pages, please. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this, we all get some more exposure from this. So, yes. let's jump right into it, y'all. I'm looking at this Instagram page of this chickens with that white dust, and I really want to get some right now. <laughs> but I get paid um, Friday, so I might have to wait. And then I just scroll past this man with this beautiful ass on him. Let me stop. <laughs> okay, so we're here to do to do a couple of things, a couple of things. So let's start with the fun. Yes. Um, we wanted to, well, actually, it just dawned on us that, um, well, me and Tisha, it was in celebration of Aaliyah's, de- not her debut album, her self-titled album's 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And in honor of the 20th, 20th anniversary, we wanted to go back over, listen to some tracks, See, you know, if we if we get a bit nostalgic or not. So, um, yeah, we're going to go from there. Um, I wanted to start off by saying her music is not available on streaming platforms. And I want to kill the person. Not kill the person, but I want to beat the person's <laughs> ass. I want to whoop the person's ass that does not have that shit available. Really. Her uncle. Get your get shit together. Well, Barry Hankerson, get your shit together, okay? <laughs> Okay, because we're tired of listening to that old ass, wrinkly ass, fucking um, late late ass nineties New Jack City swang shit that R. Kelly was doing for us, um, was doing for her while he was also having sex with her underage, talking about she eighteen and marrying her. We ain't got time for that today. Release the music that we like. Yeah, one in the million. One in a million. If your girl only knew, I don't like that. But if your girl only knew, um, um, we need a resolution. Release all that shit, okay? Yes. Journey to the past. Release all of it, okay? Yeah. Because we're tired, okay? We're fucking tired. Coming to the new age. Period. I, I agree. <laughs> but we're going to get into it. So, first question. What were you guys' thoughts on re-listening to the album? Tisha, I'll let you go first. I just remembered how much I loved this album. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, well, not unfortunately, but 
you know, my my head was up Monica's ass, so I didn't really <laughs> buy any of her counterparts. <laughs> but I, but Aaliyah, I always kept my eye on her because her videos were amazing. Of course, she was a better dancer of the three, you know. So I loved watching her. She gave me, you know, that's the type of people that I love, Brittany and Sing. So she gave me the high energy and the the choreography and the looks. And so I bought the album after her death, and I re- I played that album out. Like, I think Survivor came out that year, J-Lo, Britney, oh, and that was one of the albums that I played so much that it started to skip. So, <laughs> I really love that album. So, it just uh, it just gave me life, re-listening to it. It's a slow burner, you know what I mean? But slow burners are better because they last longer. It's better than the fast microwave, you know, it's better. It lasts longer. And to this day, the album still sounds fresh. So, mm-hmm. that's what I love about uh, it. Okay, well, Mello, uh, your turn next. Did, did you e- listen to the album back in the day? Because we were talking, you know, off recording. And you said that you didn't really listen to it in full. So what were your thoughts in we listening to it over again? Um, well, the album came out when I was like 11. And just like how she said, she was like a Monica. I was a Brandy's ass as well. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't really get a chance to really listen to it. But going back, listening to it, I still feel like I felt when I heard it, it was like, okay, I can skip and pick a few tracks that I like and some I don't like only because the style I love it but it's, it's really a good album and I found a few songs that I really did like that I didn't pay attention to so I, I really grown to really like this album I should have paid attention more to it when it came out but I just like the diversity that she had in it yeah okay all right and for me you know they both said one said they were up Monica's ass too much one said they were up Brandy's ass too much <laughs> Little ass is the be up, but we won't go there today. Um, I'll leave it a little ass too. We won't go there either. I actually love the album as much today as I did when it when it first came out. Um, I too bought the album after she died. However, I was hip to the fact that she had an album out beforehand um, because I heard we need a resolution, and I said, okay, I need this CD. I need this album. And I kept asking my mother to get it and asked my mother to get it. And I remember I, I asked her really after I had a dream that she had, that I actually had the album in my hands. And it felt so fucking real. Let me tell you, whenever I have a dream like that, I know. I know for a fact that whatever I dream about is going to happen. That's a good thing and a bad thing in most cases. Trust me, I had the bad thing most recently happen to me. But we won't go there today. Um, so... Then my mom buys me the album, and I, I, I like Tisha, played into it, skipped. Um, she mentions J-No. I forgot that that album um, came out that year J-No. as well. <laughs> Jenny from No Block. Um, <laughs> I forgot that that album came out in 2001, but a lot of like good albums came out that year, but that the was one of the ones that I played. was competitive. It re- and, and, and in a good way, too. Yeah, in a they could actually do their jobs. Yeah. You know? But I played that album out till it till it skipped. I actually still have it. It's yeah. it, it, it's all beat up and old and a little bit dusty. And I ripped um parts of the booklet apart to put it on my wall when I was a kid and make yeah. my own little personal DVD because the version I no I'm sorry the I Care for You version that came out the year after that had a double disc. So I just used part of that for that. Mm-hmm. Made my own little DVD cover to it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I I, I too. Again, I, I love the album today as much as I did when I was 11. And I got it from the minute I heard it. I felt it. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
as I got older, it just started to make, it, it made more sense to me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, jumping right into things. What were your fave tracks from the album? We're going to go with five. And, okay. if, and if you can, briefly or not, describe why. Do I go? <laughs> uh, I'll have Melo go first. I'm sorry. Okay. I forgot. I will hear two um, people. Melo okay. go first. For me, um, no specific order, just my top five from listening. Um, Rock the Boat, I Refuse, It's Whatever, Try Again, and I Care For You. Try Again I, on that album? They put, they put it on it was, the They put version. it on there, I think, for like a YouTube version. That don't but count. That don't that count. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll do. We need a resolution then, because that was <laughs> one of my top ones. I just didn't know if I could put that one on there. Okay. And I, <clears throat> and I chose those songs because, as everybody knows, for the slow parts of the songs, I'm a ballad, I'm a ballad guy, so... Of course, I'm gonna like those, but the lyrics and everything she did vocally in all of those songs is something that I would do if I was to get those songs. I would try to go in that same creative mindset that she went in it. It was just flawlessly done for those five songs. And I had the, the two that I put on there, which was I Refuse and It's Whatever. I had forgot all about those songs. So for me to rehear them and then mix it with the album, that's why I chose my five list that I picked. Okay, all right, and Tisha? Okay, so <laughs> never no more. Never um, no more. <laughs> yes, because I appreciate you know the storytelling about domestic abuse, and she wasn't a victim about it. She was like giving him a warning, you know, like I dare you to to do that again. I'm out of here, and I really like that. Um, read between the lines. First of all, the lyrics in this album, like the lyrics, like come through lyrics. <laughs> read yeah. between the lines. You know, it's just about knowing the patterns of your man. You know what I mean? And he's acting strange, and he's doing this, and he's doing that, and you know, so men give themselves away <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I refuse, and I care for you. It's a tie because for me. I, you know, I'm not here for people talking about Aaliyah's vocal ability. I think she had a beautiful voice. I think it was a strong voice. I don't think it was mousy or anything like that. I, I think she preferred to sing soft, but she she could belt if she wanted to. And I, I think everybody went off for the last note she did on I Care For You. I'm not going to try to embarrass myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I refuse and I care for you. And it's whatever. I, I thought I think about my my high school crush in that song. <laughs> I forgot about that song, and I actually love it now that yes. I heard it again. And I say, yeah. "Oh my god!" I used to play this song in the car with my mom, and I'm, I'm like, "Okay, I do remember this album." It just yeah. I just first and songs of it, just what I knew from it. But I love that song that more song. now. Oh, you got flavor, song. boy. You go good with me. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I have an idea. I'll talk to you after we get off about it. Okay. That just reminded me. Okay, so my top five, of course, well, I think some of them have been mentioned, but you got to read between the lines. Line. Yes. You got to read between the lines. Line. Let me tell you, <laughs> I remember being a, being 11 years old and hearing that the first time I heard it, and I'm trying to do the little salsa dancing while it comes <laughs> on. Like, I just, from the minute it comes on to the moment it goes off, it's like... Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 like it's it's magic. Really, yeah. it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, um, I like the lyrical the lyrical content behind it. Oh. I remember singing it in the house, and my mother thinking that I said somebody was talking 
Well, she was like, she's talking in doubles. She was like, who's talking in doubles? <laughs> Nobody, mom. Go upstairs. Read the Bible, honey. Just leave me alone. But that's my all-time favorite. I think second would have to be It's Whatever. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and, and it, it's like the whole jingles in, in, in the beginning would remind me of like Christmas and it's snowing outside. And it's weird yeah. I'm saying that because I hate Christmas. <laughs> but it just reminds that. me of that. It just mm-hmm. reminds me of that. And in the way, I love the way she's singing on it. I really do. Like, I just, mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Another one is Re is, of course, How Could I Not, the, the song that made me buy the album, We Need a Resolution. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, 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 it was about, it. most songs around that time were just, you know, talking about the fluffy parts of, like, relationships. But I think, yeah. That song is more is a more real is is a more realistic um, depiction of what a relationship is. Sometimes there is no resolution. Yeah. You want to find one, but there is no resolution. If you listen to the song, they don't come to a resolution at all. No, no, they don't. So, and, and I thought I thought that was always like very unique. I liked Timbaland's production on that. Timbaland, let me tell you, Timbaland produced the hell out of Aaliyah's albums. And I have to say something prior to what you're saying about Timbaland. It right. took me to listen to this album today to kind of grasp and respect Timbaland's artistry. Yeah. Because I when he when he did Aaliyah's album, and I was like, okay, he produced this album. And then I think about like Brandy's album or Missy album or somebody that he's worked with really has paved the way for a lot of people to do what they do now. Because a lot of people was afraid of that kind of sound back then. Exactly. exactly. And Aaliyah just did it so effortlessly, and she made you want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, she knew. I'm sorry, go ahead, Tisha. I did some research, and I found out that they weren't in a cool place with her when she passed because they didn't do much work on this album. I didn't know that. He did the singles. He did yeah. He did uh, More Than a Woman, and We Need a Resolution, but that was it. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know that. No, so I gave him credit for producing the album, and he did. It's it's still a good mm. album. It I is. Front. It's her best. It it is her best. It is her best. It, it fuck one in a million. It is her best. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see my fourth one, which is going to sound strange <laughs> because it's about you know, uh, uh cheating in in a sense. And well, she described it as I can be. about cheating. I can be. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. I can be. On the side, I, I just let me tell you, she can make you know, RB artists have a tendency of making adultery and cheating sound so beautiful <laughs> and pretty. Saving all my love for you, there's a as, song as we lay, right? As we lay, and it's like it's this, it's about cheating. Like, yeah. um, do you ever wonder when he, yeah, home when he goes to sleep, not in the middle of the night, he leaves you alone? Okay, it's like that, that's a hot ass song, but it's like it's about cheating, right? And so, I liked it for that reason. And another one, um, it's a, it, it, it was a bonus track, and really, I love the whole album, but when I go back to the songs I played or I went to as a kid, truly, um, messed up was my oh, favorite. Yeah. You keep on that like, I really need someone. Bet I don't need no one. First of all, I didn't understand what the fuck she was saying in there. Then I had to get the lyrics and shit. I forgot what she was saying. I'm like, You sang oh. it very Michael Jackson-ish. Michael Jackson-ish. That's me. how she sang it. <laughs> yeah. I said, what? <laughs> what? And then, of course, at the time, you know, I had a crush on a boy back then. His name was... <laughs> I'm not going to say what his name was, but it's similar to another guy that, like, you know, I was feeling as an mm-hmm. adult. 
And I just always thought of him when I played the song. I don't know why, but I just always did. So, um, yeah, I, those were my top five. So, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll do, I'll do a tie with, tie with Tisha like she did. Extra smooth. Extra smooth. Extra if she would have went on tour with these songs, Come I could just see now. the stage performances. Come on now. Come <laughs> on now. Okay, so this this may be hard, so I won't... I was going to do bottom two, but we'll just do, like, one. If, if you could, okay. like, if you could X-name one song off the album, what would it be? Um, for me, it would be Loose Rap. I it was the it was the I for some reason I just could not connect with the song. I and I liked it in vocally, don't get me wrong. I liked it vocally what she did. I guess the beat was like so staggerish to me and it's like I just I couldn't grasp the energy for it to like really sit and listen to it. I literally played it for like a minute and some change and I was like, okay, next track. I don't know, just something about that. I felt like it didn't fit. Maybe I didn't detail listen to it lyrically the way I should have. Yeah. But for me, to, to me I just feel like it didn't fit. The rest of the other songs that she was giving out, so I had to go with that one. It was a, it was a tough pick, though. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tie again. Okay. I don't know who who did the mastering, like the final mastering, but there's a lot of songs where the beat overpowers her voice, and like Davy said, I didn't know what she was saying until I grabbed the booklet or went online. I think lyrics were online by then. And I had to see what she was saying. And that was what if. Because, you know, there's that, my, hard, that, there's that hard. That was one of my picks. I forgot that one. I love that yeah, song. There's that hard guitar in there. And, like, she's singing so quiet. You're like, what are you saying? But then once yeah. you know it's saying, you're like, oh, this is hot. Because it's yeah. not I agree with you, Tisha. Yeah. I, that was one of my second ones I was going to cut too. But I was like, no, I can't cut that one because I like the lyrics, what she's saying I, in that I one. I love the lyrics. <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, they could have turned her up a little bit. As I had that same problem with um, I Can Be too. I Can Be and What If. I had that same problem. I'm like, if, if someone doesn't know what you're saying, she gets lost in the beat. Which is okay. unfortunate because it's great lyrics. Okay. Um. Okay, I think if I had to, which I, I, I mean, I could take or leave this song most days. But You Got Nerve. Who do you think, think you are now? Oh, okay. I can't believe <laughs> that was like that song. You, got the nerve, oh, you like that one? I like that one for some reason. <laughs> it just sounded. I think even back then, it just sounded. It just sounded like you know, circus music to me. <laughs> but it's a cute song. I mean, I don't dislike it. It's just you, you know, if I had to, if I had to take a song off the album, it would definitely be that one. <clears throat> it would definitely be that one. To cut um, those, that was a lot. That's a big choice to do. I mean, those, yeah, those it was. wasn't easy cuts to do. Yeah, it, 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 they album. weren't because it, it's 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 really a great album. It's a star-studded album. It's it's, it's a it, it's not a classic. Which leads me to my next question. Too, I'm sorry. Did you? What did you say? I was gonna say I really think that you know you usually don't like singles, but I think the songs that they chose for singles were perfect. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm, I never I'm, got tired of more than one. I listen to more than one a million times. Well, <laughs> I mean. Mm. <laughs> I can play I it maybe once it or twice and then I'll leave it alone. Yeah, rock rock the boat. No, I, I think, can play that out. I think I, I think I couldn't play that song for like a good ten years. Well, I wasn't allowed to listen to that. <laughs> well, 
I didn't know what the hell she was saying, but well, she was talk, talking about a, talking about a man walking something in her pussy. Well, I know that now, but my sister's like, you can't listen to that. I was like, what? I was I was okay <laughs> to listen to it. My mom didn't stop me from listening to it, but when she died, my mom couldn't really listen to her music, so it kind of had kind of got banned in the car or in the house. That's she oh. couldn't. I, she couldn't. Nobody could really listen to it, and I, I wasn't able to listen to her songs anymore unless I had like my headphones in. Yeah. But my mom didn't want to hear it because she really loved her and liked her music, so she kind of didn't want to hear it. Yeah. So it made me not want to play Aaliyah no more. And then when they took them all off the streaming, pla- you know, platforms, it was they never they never too. put it on, honey. <laughs> so I was like, oh okay. Yeah, um, I think that's why I couldn't play Rock the Boat for years because I remember I watched that Access Granted. I watched that making video. Yes, I love that. And I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be so that's sad hard to at watch. the end. And yeah. so I couldn't watch the video for a year. I couldn't, it was about a good, it was a good 10 years before I could play the song again and a good 15 years before I could watch the video again. And I don't even watch the video all like that. Mm. Like, I, I, I think that is my least favorite video of hers. Truly. Mm. Yeah. Truly. I just, I, because of what, you know, that represents, it's, it's like her final video. This is, this is yeah. when, after she died. I'm like, oh, yeah. terrible. So, okay. This album and 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 I know with me, here's what really pisses me off when people talk about Aaliyah's legacy. I think rarely I, I to me, I think people always talk about her style and they talk about her beauty more than her music, right? Because mm-hmm. like Tisha said, I think that her voice was amazing. Yeah. You couldn't, you, I would get into fights with people about saying that she couldn't sing because it's like, what's making you think she can't sing because she's not singing as loud as the other girls because her voice is not as boisterous as the other ones? Like, you don't have to have a powerhouse voice to be a, you know, vocalist. And what would trip me up is that, you well, when I got older and I understood this between like a singer and a vocalist, they would compare her to Mary J. Blige a lot. And it's like, hmm? you hear Mary J. Blige and Mary I J. Mean, Blige like, has never. Mary J. Blige has not had a good live performance in years. You can find some good live Aaliyah performances, honey. You her definitely tone, can. Her tone was rich. It was like, oh, like, girlfriend could really sing, truthfully. Yeah. And it's, like, probably better than, like, a lot of the people you think can, like, or who have loud voices, but who don't talk about her music a lot. So mm-hmm. I find that sometimes when I talk to, like, Aaliyah fans when they ask about their favorite songs, they want to talk about the singles. But no, you ain't you ain't you ain't a, a real fan, a fan of me of anybody. But right, but you ain't a real fan of me of anybody if you don't know deep cuts. Right. Right. So I say all that to say with this album, just this album alone, the legacy of the album, like how do you feel about it? What do you think or, or what do you think it should be or where it should be at? Like it's an open-ended question, so you can Go on, if you will, but but what do you think the legacy of this self-titled album should be and is at this point? I'm even asking it the right way. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it it's just marked as her last album. You know, it's it reminds people of her death. Um, I think "Rock the Boat" was supposed to be the second single, which but, it was. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so she had literally just started promoting it. So. Yeah. So when we think of this album, that's what we think of. But honestly, it it, it really paved the way. It really paved the way. It, like I said, the, the, you can still listen to these songs today. Mm-hmm. It, it it aged well. So yeah. um, she she had an ear and she knew what she wanted. Um, like I said, she ventured away from Timberland and Missy. 
Um, and she knew that she didn't want a one in a million part two. You know what I mean? Yeah. She wanted to talk about more adult themes. Her look was more adult. You know, so I feel like it's a great album, and it really did. Like, like, like Mello was saying, what, what she, how she, she introduced Timbaland and Missy to the world. That's what people don't give her enough credit for. Right. They were just underground, and she introduced them, and everybody wanted to hop on the train. You know, so she's a great artist. She's an amazing artist. Okay. All right, Mello. Um, excuse the background noise. Another car is driving crazy around here. Um, for me, um. Get back off what Tisha said. I think that it can that album would never reach its full potential. Damn. Like that is loud. Damn, right. Gus. <laughs> I don't think that that album would make its full potential only because, like she said, that was her last album. So I don't think that it it ever got the push, the credit for anything that that body of work gave, and I don't think that it ever would ever be what it was should have been because she's not here or was here to promote it. And once she died, it's like nobody just, you know, didn't really care for the album, but just a great album just sitting on the shelf. Some people paid attention to it, some people didn't, but I don't think the album would ever, ever would be as respected as it should have been. And I, I should mm-hmm. say in the industry, I should say is what I'm trying to say. It would never be respected in the industry versus how we are fans, we listen. So we know what it sounds like. We know what kind of body of work that it is. So I, I just kind of struggle with that part a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to cap this off a bit, um, I would agree with, with the both of you. And I think I asked that question because um, someone else actually posed a question. Like, why do we have such a hard time talking about Aliyah's influence, talking about, you know, um, the legacy of that last album? I feel like because she died, her legacy will always be stuck in one specific place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate because I think she had more to offer, but it's not of any fault of hers because she she passed. Yeah. Um, and I think this album is her best album. It is, it, is her, it is a great body of work. I can understand why she self-titled it. I can understand why she was so proud of it um, because it really was a stellar album, was a stellar body of work from her. And... I feel like, for me, I understand why people kind of like let it go back to the wayside because it is difficult. You know, she did die, you know, during the promotion of this album. So it's hard for people to kind of like, you know, let that go. They have to listen to like sad music. And I remember after she died, there was a friend's birthday party that we went to and I brought some of the music and I was playing her music. And they're like, oh, this is kind of sad, you know? And it's like, and it's like, it's, it's a fun fucking song and she sang it. It's like, you know, I mean, her legacy lives on, but I think a lot of people cheapen it when they don't respect it in the way that it should. Yeah. And I don't just mean like fans giving it like lip service, but fans actually, you know, delving into the projects and like listen to them track by track. And it's like, again, like I said, you can't be a fan of anybody and you don't know deep cuts. Right. I, 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 I cannot respect your fanship. I got to take your stand card for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that is that. I just wanted to, you know, in celebration of the 20th anniversary of her album, and I have to mention this, her death, I wanted to just talk about Miss Aliyah Dana Houghton for a second. Yes. Um, but we will be back after these uh, lovely commercials. Mm-hmm. 
Tisha, how does it sound? It sounds beautiful, darling. You sound lovely. And you are the first person here again. Okay. (laughs) We're going to wait on Mellow. Now, I'm going to tell you this, okay? What? Got them bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I didn't get to watch the full, because that link didn't work for me. Did it work for you? It did, yeah. It kept stopping and going and stop. I'm like, look, I can't do this all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it it gets pretty frustrating. Um, but you know, when I watched it, I was like, okay, I didn't really have to really watch the whole thing because I basically saw everything in clips. In clips, they gave you know the, the only, parts, the only yeah. thing I really wanted to see was the part about you know Kim talking about her marriages and Chris Humphreys and Kunye, you know. <laughs> Who do you think you? He's probably trying to get to the quiet. Probably. <laughs> but that wasn't on the, the uh, YouTube version of the album? No. Girl. They, that's why they put randomly try again in there. Girl, and, and honey. <laughs> it stopped at uh, what if? Oh, I hate them. I hate this. <laughs> Nick Nick Cannon and these um, non-black baby mamas, girl, or or non-black slash light-skinned baby mamas, honey. Mm. Mm. Another one. A child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hello there, Mello. How you doing, darling? I had to clear out the noise. You know, that train wreck that child was listening to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, no problema. We are back for another segment. And y'all, y'all just gotta, you know, pump it up a bit, you know? We, we gonna laugh and have some fun, all right? All right. Yes, yeah. So um, our next topic is gonna be a topic that I love talking about. Um, you understand? Pri- privileged white women, <laughs> the Kardashian-Jenners. Yeah. Where do we start from? Who wants to start about, you know, these lovely, you know, um, white women of color? I just want to say kudos to Ray J's dick, you know, because... You know what? (laughs) (laughs) And my pussy, it built an empire. (laughs) Kim Kardashian. (laughs) And yeah, I watched watched the reunion, and I must say kudos to her for admitting if it wasn't for the tape, nobody would probably watch the show. She... And she's yeah, never so said that. She maybe said it one, once beforehand, but she doesn't acknowledge it often. Which yeah. I don't really blame her. Um, you know. Am I the only one that felt kind of bad for Kim? Just a little bit? from the In what reason? way? Why? In what way? Just, I feel Explain. like she, she, In what way? I feel like she regrets making some of the decisions with her choice of men and the things that she chose to do with her life. And it's just looking at her face watching the reunion. I just could almost just look at it. She just looked so... Like, she's just in pain. Like, she just resent a lot of things. And I just I couldn't help but think that she wanted her life to be somewhat different. Like, she she loved the fame. She loved her kids. But I just got a sense of regret from her just, her demeanor, the way that she looked, the way that she talked about certain things. I just kind of felt bad for it just a little bit. I mean, I know we all accountable for our decisions, but I don't know. I, I had a little bit of sympathy for her. I can I can see your point now. Do I feel bad for her? <laughs> Probably not. Um, do I? Am I gonna come? I mean, you know, who the fuck am I to even like even put it like this? But like, am I gonna come down hard on her for for the decisions 
the, the decisions that she's made as far as like the men in her life and other, other choices she's made? No, because of like, you know, like everybody else, she's just, you know, walking through life trying to find her way as well too. But my problem with the Kardashians is a lot more deeper than that. But we'll get into that. Tisha, you go ahead and answer. About Kim? Um, the thing is, you know, you know, y'all know I'm into science. So <laughs> the funny thing is, Chloe's a Cancer, Courtney's an Aries, and Kim Libra. Libras are known to be more settled than Kim. So it's funny that she had more of a fuller life. You would think like Courtney would be the wild one being a, a fire sign, but like Courtney say with that one man for so much years, you know? So I think Kim is not this. I don't know about Libras. I'm learning Libras. I think Kim was. You know what I mean? Wait, so wait, now wait, 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 hold on. You, you, you cut out for just a second. You did for just a second. Repeat what you said over again. I think Kim for Libra is really hasty in her decisions. And when, whenever you're hasty and you don't think things through, yeah. that's going to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I don't, I think she's thinking too much, you know, you live life and, and, you know, it's not a big deal to say I was married before your dad and we divorced, you know, I don't think, I, don't, I think she's thinking too much and not like, not like Chris Humphreys was, you know, murder, <laughs> like relax. Like you just got married. You was in love. That was that time then. And yeah, I didn't yeah, like that, the fact that she, you know, y'all know how I feel about Chris. I don't, I think he was innocent in it all. And I don't like the fact that that she kind of shit on him. Like, oh my gosh, I married that. Oh. <laughs> like, girl, you you were. I mean, I'm, I mean, like, I'm saying that too. I'm saying that too. She married that. Yeah, mm, no. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you this too. I do agree with you that she's very hasty in her decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that she is seen as a trophy wife mm -hmm. by a lot of the men who married her. Maybe not. So much the first husband because he was relatively unknown. So was she, mm -hmm. but definitely, I think I, I just I mean, I never really felt bad for Chris Humphrey because I just I didn't like his face. <laughs> I thought he looked pretty stupid, and he was really to me he was a little bit insensitive. For a lot a football of player, yeah, he was a basketball player. But okay, you know, I think you know. I always thought that she was a little bit remorseful for how she treated him, but after a while, she didn't want to deal with it. So she mm -hmm. just moved on. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas he kind of took it a bit too, whereas he took it harder than she did. Because I mean, come on now, it's it's now been a whole two, three years. And you can't look at this woman who, 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 who you see her with her two children, she's moved on and you haven't moved on yet. He's still married I don't think he is, no. Wow. But like she, but she, there's a part in in, in, in in the reunion, I'm sure if you've seen it, where she said, I had North in my hand and I was She's pregnant, belly out to here with Saint. And he yeah. did not speak to me. And it's like, it's been years now. That's so, crazy. I mean, you can't, you can't at least, you know, offer the pregnant woman carrying her, what, two, three-year-old a seat to sit. You can't be that nice to her. I mean, I know, I know she yeah. fucked you over. I know that, you know, you're embarrassed by it, <laughs> but damn, it's like. Even that would be nice to like somebody in that condition. It's like she's pregnant, and this is a, it was yeah. a hard pregnancy for her. Yeah. So I just I just feel like, you know, and 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 I can understand why he's taking it so hard. But here's the thing, right? I can understand people's emotions, but I can also hold room and space for the fact that that's a pretty fucked up thing to do, or that's pretty unfair to do. Like you know what I'm saying? Ten years say? later, exactly. So. <laughs> 
So, you know, she's talking about does she owe him an apology after all this time? I don't think so. But if she wants to do that, go ahead, girl. Mm-hmm. You 40. I can't tell you what to do. And on um, top of that, I don't fucking know you that well. So I'm not going to tell you what the fuck to do. <laughs> Who am I? But, you know, right. with that part, yeah. So anything else or uh, any any other family members we want to tackle? Yes. Let's talk about Caitlin and Chris. Ooh. Like, how did y'all? Because right now it's a he say, she say. Well, yeah. <laughs> right now it's, it's the like... same difference. It's a it, you can say it, girl. Yes. It's, 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 I'm it's, trying to be politically it's... correct. Well, no, I mean you don't have to in this moment because you're not misgendering her. You say he say she say she. Okay. People say it when two women are talking to. Okay. So it's 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 fine. We get it. Because Chris is saying she had no idea. Caitlin is saying that they talked about it. So for a while, Chris went around. I'm glad she's matured now, but. For a while, she went around on this whole thing of, I didn't know. I was blindsided. Oh, my gosh. And he was like, but we always talked about this. You know what I mean? She knew. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how do y'all feel? There was a time where she didn't even want the kids to talk to Caitlyn. Like, she was really hurt. Which was Ooh, really her, her kids was not having it, honey. No. So how do y'all feel about that? Like I feel like they kind of shun Caitlyn from the family. Yeah, I I feel I feel like this. I feel like that's a di- I I can't imagine. Here's the thing, right? Sometimes when you look back at people's lives, like you see the grand scheme of things, right? So mm-hmm. that's 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 their experience. So let me get to the point of what I'm trying to say because <laughs> I was trying to make a point. I just missed it, <laughs> but. I feel like that is a difficult situation for anybody to deal with. I can't imagine it. I'm not transitioning. I don't mm-hmm. have children. I'm not a child of a, of a parent who transitions. So, you know, on the show, Kylie and Kendra are, you know, calling Caitlyn dad, but then they're also calling her Caitlyn and calling yeah. her a she. But, yeah. like, that's still my father, you know? So I think it's a tough situation for anybody, truly. Um, and I feel like, you know, they can only do or deal with the cards that they were dealt. I think they both have their perceptions about it. Do Mm -hmm. I think Chris had an idea? Yes. Yes, I absolutely did. Do I think they talked about it in depth? Probably not. So I can Mm -hmm. believe both of their stories. I believe Caitlin believes that she talked to Chris about it to the best of her ability. And Chris believes that she did not. I believe both of them. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make neither of them wrong. It just means that's separate parts of the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your children who aren't, but if your children are catching this woman that used to be a man in women's clothes when she was a man, you knew, girl. You, you knew. knew. Yeah. You knew. You knew something. And yeah. maybe you just were in denial about it because you love this man. Mm-hmm. You love this person, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that. And okay. you can just say that you were in denial and it's fine because for a lot of women that happens to them, they're, they're like in denial about, at least from the stories I've heard, a lot of these women that marry these men that transition, they're always in denial about it. Yeah. You know, so, so, so I can see, I don't think that makes either of them wrong or, or it doesn't make either of them right either. It's just a sticky situation that everybody has to deal with it. I think out of everybody, I don't, I would say I have, I don't have sympathy for a lot of them, but I I have some sympathy for Chris. Chris. 
-hmm. in that matter and Caitlyn in that matter, right? Mm -hmm. Even though Caitlyn is a horrible piece of shit person, we won't have to go there today. Hmm. But at large, who's at fault here is society's pressures on men and women. Yeah. And that's a deeper conversation. Yeah. That's even too big for this podcast. Mm-hmm. One day we will get to that though. Trust me. Mello. Start the question over again. Tisha asks us, how do we feel about the whole Caitlin and Chris situation? And go. Um, I feel like at first I felt bad for her because I was like, um, that that's that's pretty tough, you know, watching, you know, a man that you had kids with, been with, pretty much spent a lot of years with, and then they want to transition. But I had to really dig deep and think about it. I feel like that was enough conversation and some signs that, that was shown that that's something that he mm-hmm. wanted to do. Yeah. So and you still chose to have kids by this man, no knew and then unknowingly know him. So I feel like there was some a lot of signs that was given. I feel like a conversation was given, maybe not full in depth, but I feel like there was, you know, a lot of communication amongst those things. But some women, like you said, are in denial or some people are in denial. They'd be like, hey, I can maybe stick it out. Maybe I can change it. But I felt yeah. like you knew what you were getting yourself into when you prolong to have kids and now the kids have to go through it. So I for either one of those parties i felt bad for the kids because it puts them in an awkward situation on how to address you know caitlin and i don't i don't know it just uh, it was a lot for it to it and i just feel like it only complicated the things with the kids and i feel like his parents they should have a better grasp on that yeah mm-hmm. yeah very true very true and i think i must say though it seems like um kendall and kylie are more and then Kim. I'm sorry, then who? Then the girls and the three girls, the Kardashian girls. Seems like they're much more mature. Kim uh, and Chloe and Courtney at 21 was, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, well, I mean, for for their age of 21, yeah. Because then, mm-hmm. then we'll get to that part too. Mm-hmm. But I think most, I think most of the girls handled Caitlyn's transition well. I don't know about mm-hmm. Robert, but uh, uh, if Pass is any indication, he sat up there and told Caitlyn when she was Bruce that he didn't have a man around to raise him. I remember that, and they was pissed at him about that, so I can only imagine how he feels now that the man that actually was around to raise him is a woman. Yeah. But next, I think we're going to talk about Miss Chloe Kardashian. Oh, gosh. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Tisha, you can go first. Um, I, I feel like Chloe has always been pretty mature with m- most things. I, I like the answer about Jordan because a lot of people was wondering that for the longest. Like, okay, you forgave him, but you haven't forgiven her. Um, she says Jordan never apologized to her. Um, the only thing that I will criticize Chloe on is kind of handling the Tristan thing with kid gloves. Like, I, I didn't agree with that. Like, but I mean, a lot of people are in denial about their man. I, I don't know what she sees in Tristan. When I see them interacting, it's very brother and sister. I don't see Girl, a connection. <laughs> 
telling you see you see two girlfriends <laughs> girlfriends so i don't understand what it is about him i may be alone on this i would love if you know her and lamar had a j-lo and ben moment you know You're to be honest man. with you i mean as a lot of people don't, I don't see Lamar Odom fit for her because he was just doing so much, and they they seem like an odd ass couple. But really? if I can must say, watching Wendy Wendell Williams, <laughs> no. I, must, I must be able to say that she made me kind of follow that storyline with those two. But I don't yeah. think that nobody is good for her but Lamar because he knows her. Mm-hmm. She's she sacrificed things being with him. She went through things with him, so. I feel yeah. like, you know, can't no other man really handle her but him. Because to me, that was the only man that she was really crazy about or that we really know of. Period. Yeah. And with that whole Tristan thing, I I, I don't understand that. Because not no woman, man, whether you're gay, straight, bi, whatever you want to call yourself, you shouldn't have to go through that just to be with one single person. Right. It's like, it's, it's just too much energy. So I just feel like she handled that, you know, too loosely. Because see, mm-hmm. someone like me would have to go a little harder about that situation. Because now you mm-hmm. got me out here looking stupid. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was a problem that I had with that whole thing with her. And to touch back on one of the, you know, uh, debates that we had this week about body image in society. Chloe may still have uh, fat girl insecurities. To still be dealing with that, to think she that does. she doesn't deserve, yeah, to think that she doesn't deserve better than that. You ain't even got to think it. She does. <laughs> yeah. She she even admitted on the show. She was like, it bothered her because she mentioned about the OJ thing. She's like, it doesn't really. She's like, I've I've heard that all my life. I've heard it before. It didn't bother me so much until other people started saying it, and they were really only saying it because of my appearance, because I don't look like my sisters. Mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly be their sister. Because I look so different than them. So it's like, what are you actually saying? Mm-hmm. And Chloe was always called the ugly, the ugly sister. I think Donald Trump even made a joke about it. Donald so, Trump. So yeah, he's the last one to talk. So he so so hearing that all, all your life, I could imagine that she would have some type of, you know, body image issues. Um, however, my thing with the whole Tristan situation. And truly with the Kardashians as a whole is because the Jordan situation, the Jordan and Tristan situation exposed a larger problem that I think they have when it comes to race relations. Mm -hmm. Truly. Um, It's no secret that most of them date black men. I even think Kendall was dating somebody black now. Yeah. So, you know, one of them dating somebody black is one It's Kendall. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, she's dating. Fatal. Um, I forget his name, but she's dating Devin a, something. Devin, Devin something. Devin Miles, I think. Right, but that's that's neither here nor there now. That's going to be over in six months. But <laughs> one of them dating somebody. One of them liking. One of them liking black men. It's like okay, fine. Two of them, eh, maybe. But then the entire family, including the mama. To me, I think that just. That screams plantation mistress to me. That might be reaching, but it's like there's just something odd about a group of, about a family of white women, now even the son, all dating and having sexual relationships with Mine is Courtney. Mm, I mean, she, she did date one of the Jackson boys back in the day, 
But I mean, now in, in, in her public life, yes, all dating black men. So that's one thing. But then the whole Jordan situation exposed how disposable they treat or, or, or how, you know, they treat black women as disposable. You know, you were already in willing to bring out clo money to, you know, go after this, you know, young black girl when it was your baby's daddy who was cheating that you on need you. That energy for. Exactly. <laughs> when it was your baby's daddy who cheated on you, who you took back even after the initial cheating. You weren't together for a minute and then you took him back again only for him to do it yet again. Huh. Right? And 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 it's like from the outside poking in, you had energy for her, you, your sisters, Kamora Lee's fat-cheeked ass, um, Malika <laughs> Huck, the motherfucking help, Malika Huck, her sister. <laughs> yeah. Bring out Chloe money. Bring out Chloe money. We want to see her beat some ass, Chloe. Girl, girl, have a seat. Down, okay, you are the motherfucker help. You went to a motherfucker <laughs> Halloween party with this bitch where she had you and good in and four other bitches in chains because she was okay. going because she was going as Snoop Dogg. Get the fuck out of here, girl. Sit the fuck down, okay? And go and be the help like you've been paid to be for all this time. All right, okay. But you had all them up there going at this girl. You had um Kim and Larsa Pippen's deflated ass up there. 40-year-old Larsa Pippen. 40-year-old Larsa Pippen fucking future behind her husband's back and shit, okay? Being a goddamn low-rent asshole in the first place. Up there going after a girl that's half her age, girl. And then you had your 21-year-old sister. You had your 21-year-old sister. Your 21-year-old sister telling you, your 40-year-old ass, to chill. Okay. That's what I'm saying. They're a lot more mature than they were. So yeah, so to me, how they treat black women, they may not think it's intentional, but it very much screams again, plantation mistress. I'm gonna fuck your man, bitch, and I'm gonna mistreat you. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. to me, you know, people talk about the Kardashians and how you know they, you know, promote this unreal- unrealistic body image amongst girls, how you know, um, they're famous because because you know they sleep with a lot of men and they want to talk about, and they want to call them hoes and, and this, that, and the third. And I get it, that shit's fun to do. But my big problem with them, I don't even mostly care that they do all that other shit. The fact of the matter is that the way that they treat black women and black men has always been problematic to me. And not enough people mm-hmm. talk about that enough for me. I don't care mm-hmm. that Kim Kardashian has slept with the entire Hollywood. She and her family do not treat black people fairly. Mm-hmm. And that's just that on that for me. So that was my whole thing with them. And then Andy wasn't even asking them the questions. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying Andy wasn't even asking the hard hitting questions. You think so? I was girl, satisfied. No, girl, no, I wasn't satisfied. Well, I mean, I, I was feel like he could have digged a little bit deeper than what and, he was doing. And, 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 and he tried he, to water it down. And, a little and, bit. and how he could have dug deeper was to ask them, bitches, how do you feel about people criticizing you for saying that you haven't? popularized an image that black women have been beaten oh, down about shit. for they, years. Been, How do you feel about that? Because they have. Yeah. They, they were gonna answer that. They well if, I'm sure that. all their questions were pre-approved. <laughs> as much as they tried to say it wasn't, I was I was sure of that yeah. too. But that's a question that I wanted to hear like people ask. Like like I mean think about it. These are white women and they're all baby mamas. Black China brought that point up. 
if they were all black, and no one calls them hoes. No one. Well, I mean, they no, they call them hoes. The point is, they don't get called out about it. But mm-hmm. you got, but literally, you have black women who will literally just be out with their children. And the first thing you say about that black girl is, "Oh, I bet, I bet, you know, she's on welfare. I bet, mm-hmm. she, I bet she has a baby daddy. She ain't married to her husband. Is that the third? And it's, it's, it's just, it's just shit. They're like, do you not realize that Kylie Jenner got pregnant at twenty years old? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's like older compared, but it's like when you're like, it's still young. It's still it's very young, young. Yeah. and it's like it, to me, it's like if she were black. And famous, she would have got dragged for it. She would have oh, got yeah. dragged for it. She would have got dragged for it, especially yeah, they now. Did it, they did it to Solange. I mean, so they would have did it to her. I mean, I mean, I mean, not really, because that was a different time. People don't. People didn't even know how old Solange was. She had that baby. She was eighteen, right? She was seventeen, turning eighteen. She was a teen uh-huh. mom. Now, Ooh. if this was now, if this happened today, maybe. But like, I just be, because like back then, social media wasn't as big. So when we found so we found out she was pregnant during the soldier video. Yeah. We found out she was married after the fact. But mm-hmm. like because like most people are famous from being on social media, right? Like yeah, like it was rumored that the girl was pregnant and she was hiding in the house. Yeah. So we knew she was pregnant before she actually decided, "Oh, I'm going to reveal it." And then all of a sudden, surprise, I'm <laughs> pregnant. Bitch, we knew. We knew, girl. <laughs> we knew. Yeah. You know, so I mean, he tried to ask I them I about this question. Um, what uh, about the health, the the unrealistic body, and they said they work out, and I'm like, oh, stop! No, y'all don't. <laughs> no, y'all don't. And if you do, you work we out work after, hard at a healthy lifestyle. You, like you, yeah, after you get the revenge body. But come right. on, now. there's just there's just no way. And it's like I don't even have a, I don't even have a problem with like their body image the fact that they've done so much stuff to their face it's like i it's like that shit's trivial to me mm-hmm. but how do you treat black people how do you treat the black women that are in your lives and they that's don't treat them question. very well that's a damn good question. they don't well, treat Kim's them very never well. been disrespectful has she to her yeah. friends as a black woman black china that was her friend yeah how do, <laughs> how do you think tiger got access to kylie Oh, well, damn. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought about and Lala all, and Kelly. I and wait, and wait, and wait. Hold on. All they said was, "Is well, that's my sister. What do you want me to do?" You could tell her, "Don't you?" You could tell that motherfucker statement from my sister. Because then another excuse that she used for like why they why they're so chummy with Christians, like there's a baby involved, so he's always gonna be family. Oh well, bitch, my gosh. Well, bitch, y'all accepted Black China, honey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, 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 bitch, y'all was sure mad. I'm sorry. No, y'all was mad at Black China when she got back, when she got with your brother. And then on top of that, you didn't feel you accepted Tiger, and Tiger had no ties to your sister. He was just I didn't like that with part. her. I didn't like that part because it, you're making excuses that Jordan was finally getting, you know, some decency from Chloe, and then Kim comes in. Well, that's different because you know. Tristan has to be around and she doesn't have to be around. It's like, girl, th- th- this has nothing to do with you. I'm sure that was really hard. Another example of Kylie being really mature because I'm sure that was really hard for her. Now, granted, I, you know, your friend, you know, was, was kissing on your sister's man, but that was her friendship. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. how dare you say that? What if they, what if they want to be friends later on? You're not going to accept the girl. This has nothing to do with you. That's exactly <laughs> what Chloe said. Chloe was like, well, I mean, I can't stop them from being friends. And I told her, I told Kylie that's okay. She does that. And it's yeah. like, of course, it's like, of course you're going to say that girl, because it's like, 
at the, at the end of the day, guess what? You took the man back and he cheated on you still. And you, and you still yeah. talk about having kids with him. Oh. Still. So it looks like at this point, shame on you. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, how much more do you want to go through? I mean, like like Melo said, like go back to Lamar. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Just because, like, go back to the man that know you. Yeah, because I, I liked know. her. I liked him with. I liked them together better. Yeah. Tristan he only really... here for the fame. <laughs> exactly, and then on top of that, here's the thing: the black men that that actively put themselves with those women don't want to be saved. No, no, no. Travis don't want to be saved. Tristan don't want to be saved. And neither yeah. and neither and not, neither did Kanye. Kanye Kanye's moving on to the to the next trophy, and it's not a black woman. Huh. Oh, what is she? She's white. Oh, no shit. So now he's over the big butts and the and, and all that. <laughs> I mean, apparently someone told me. I think it was you. She looks just like him. She does in the face. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, he has a type. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Them exotic whites. Um, do we? Have so the angel to... question. Sure. Is do y'all think Chloe is Robert Kardashian's daughter? Because I really don't. Because <laughs> even Rob looks like his, uh, Robert. So it's not just the girls. It's I do. I I do. But I think Chloe looks more like her mother. Okay. I think she looks more like yeah, she, she, she's the only one that looks like Chris. Okay. Truthfully, truthfully speaking, if you if you want to be real with it, I I mean, if, if you really want to talk about fraternity and who looks like who, Kim and Courtney don't look like either one of them people. You don't think they look like their daddy? No, honey. The only thing they have is their dad's olive complexion and his dark hair. But really? if you really, but if you want to be real, none of them girls look like that man. Hmm. None of them girls look like Chris. Old and new faces. None of them look like Chris. <laughs> I was gonna say the new faces too. You know, but Chloe uh, has always looked like her mom to me. Even even with the old face, she's looked like she's the one that looks the most like Chris. Because because I know Chris was a Rolling Stone, so you know. I, I... <laughs> wow, wow, wow! Uh, she was a Rolling Stone, but she made sure that she was going to have all her babies by that rich man, honey. Child, yes, yes. So she might have she might have been a hoe, but she wasn't a dumb hoe. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's your question? So, um. I had touched back into like the think the first um the first part of the reunion, mm-hmm. and um Andy asked her a question. She, she, he asked the kids a question. How do you feel about your mom getting ten percent of everything that you guys do business wise? Do you guys feel like Chris worked that hard that she could have that kind of entitlement oh, to get ten percent of that business? She, she deserved more. She birthed six <laughs> children. You damn right. <laughs> and you better be glad she ain't taking more, honey. That, she deserved that more. pussy built an empire. <laughs> no, but she, she, because I was a fan. I, I watched religiously, at least until uh, season five. I think that's the Chris Humphrey season. Oh, she, geez. she did work hard. She worked harder for some, <laughs> but she, she, mm-hmm. she really did work hard. She has, she has her favorites. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, she def- she deserves more. Yeah. She works hard. And she said that too. She was like, I mean, most people take more. I take 10%, huh? Right. Of course. Matthew was and, taking 50. And, 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 then, and, and then on top of that, again, she pushed six children out of her vagina. Yes, ma'am. You better, be, see, you better be sure I'm going to collect. And see, I asked that question because, you know, I'm a comment person. I'm a, I'm a forum person. I love to see what people are talking about, you know, per yeah. episodes. And a lot of people was like, 
she don't need it and this, this, and that. And I'm just like, how could you not give that woman at, at least that much? Right. And some people were like, so against it in the comments. And they were just like, oh, wow. crazy. She worked hard. Crazy. Some people no. say, no, yes. she don't need that much. But she, she, don't, she didn't work that hard. They, was, oh, they crazy. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. They came up at a time where social media was getting bigger. Right. Yeah. And it was only she, Twitter. Right, right. And, yeah. And and, 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 and and all she really did was recognize that and capitalize on that. Let me tell you, people talk a here people like we all have views about social media and you know how it works on people's psyches and shit like that. But this is why people say the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. That woman <laughs> knew how to latch onto something and keep it going. She knows yeah. that her daughters aren't 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 incredibly talented. But what they know how to do is sell their personal lives. And, and be yeah, beautiful. Yeah. That's what they know how to do. And she yeah. and she catapulted after that. At yeah. the at the at the at the end of the at the end of the day, she is a capitalist dream. Yes. <laughs> Literally turned everything Truly. into yeah. Truly. Literally. So I mean I don't take it from the, the sex tape like that, the... but they had to put some respect on that woman's name. Of course. Oh yeah, she worked hard. Yeah. Of course they did. She worked hard. I always say it was Kim and Chris who worked the hardest at first because Kim had to get bigger in order for the other girls to get bigger. Because I remember at the beginning, like Kim was getting like perfume deals and they was mad because ain't nobody was calling them. Well, she was like, Well, I gotta pave the way so y'all could come on, you know, like and it was really them too was joined at the hip. Going to every meeting and every this, and she, I showed uh, Davy a uh, commercial of Kim doing a Carl's Jr. thing, and <laughs> she never saw it. She promoted everything: a burger, a food sports that she bra, don't eat, <laughs> diet pills, like food that she don't eat. Honey, she said she had to get out there, so she's gonna do something. What it got to be with or not? She said right. I had to, I had to show you guys I could do more than barely suck dick on my knees. <laughs> Like, ah. She was promoting some damn jeans back in what 2008 that uh, freaking Chris and Stokes. I was just did. about to I'm say like, that. Yeah, Chris Stokes. About to say like... that. Hmm. <laughs> Honey. Kim but... said y'all was not going to forget her. Right. <laughs> she was everywhere. Yeah. So. Right. Now, my last question. I don't know if y'all have any more. Sure. Marriage and Kim Kardashian. Ooh, <laughs> I think we'll make this the last thing to talk <laughs> okay. about because we can go on forever. <laughs> I okay, so hear me out. I although Kim is very traditional and she loves being a wife, I just don't think it's for her. And um, me and the guys talked about this, you know, off the show. But I feel like with marriage, you have to compromise a little bit. And I don't think Kim has that in her. She loves her kids, but as far as a man, I don't. Ha- I don't. I don't think it's in her because when I was thinking about. Like Beyonce, because I remember, uh, David, you were saying that, you know, being ride or die may not be the best thing. She has four kids. Why move to Wyoming? But when I really think about it, like Beyonce's marriage with her being a powerful woman, she she don't live where her mama live. Like, I feel like Kim is too attached at the hip. It's like, girl, you are married now. It's OK mm-hmm. to move away from your family. Beyonce live in L.A. Tina live in uh, Texas. Solange live in New Orleans. It's OK. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're married. Have your own life. That don't mean that you don't love your family. That don't mean you can't visit them. You have millions of dollars. Yeah. So I just don't think she is able to compromise with a man in that way. Unless right. they're willing to do it her way. Right. Um, to add to that point, I, I, I think I think both of them are willing, aren't willing to compromise. I, I think when you mentioned Beyonce, you have to think like, She's she's a global superstar. 
and she married a man that was, you know, as Christians say, evenly yoked. So it's right. like, okay, well, if I'm, if we're moving to, uh, I, I, I don't like, like, I don't think she moved to LA to be up under her man, whereas Kim would be moving to Wyoming to be up under her fifth child, which mm-hmm. would be her husband, you know? So, so, so I think that would be the difference. And if that's the case, then I don't blame her for not wanting to move and not wanting to take care of that man. Now, mm-hmm. do I think that marriage is for her? No, I think she needs to focus on her children. Yeah. If she wants to, you know, date somebody, you know, get some, you know, pedo-weeder every now and then, okay, girl, fine. But you do not need to be in another motherfucking relationship from here till kingdom come, as far as I'm concerned. No. No. Let your pussy rest, honey, please. <laughs> What do you think, Mello? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna be devil's advocate here just a little bit. I wouldn't say that it's not for her. I just think that she needs to take her time mm-hmm. and really date or just get to know someone. I'm not saying there's not your know, eggs in the basket. Just okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet this guy and get to know him. But I feel like if she keep herself with enough options and really sit and get to know a person. And then wait maybe a couple of years. And then maybe get married. But like Davey said, you have to focus on your kids. But I don't, I don't think you, I rule her out of it or say she just can't do it or she's incapable. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, you know, if she get the right man, I feel like he can tune her up. Like, you know, get her where she needs to be so she can be that good wife. Mm-hmm. We know you can be a good mother, but I think that's something that she really wants. So I, I wouldn't rule her out of it. Do y'all okay. think Kim will ever grow out of being like into fame and into the limelight? No, she'll probably fade from it, but she'll never outgrow it. It's always going to be in her. Mm-hmm. Done a lot as it is. Okay, we know who you are forever. We know who you are. So I don't think she she I don't think she knows she don't have to work this hard no more. Mm-hmm. Look look who you have kids by. Mm-hmm. Look, at you, look at your family legacy. Hello. Yeah. She don't she don't. But Hello. she'll see yeah. one day that you don't have to work that hard no more, Kim. We know who you are. No. Period. All right. So, so last thing before we wrap up, this is going to be a yay or nay question because okay. we didn't talk about these two, Scott and Courtney. Yay or nay? Uh, uh, I wish. I hope they can work it out one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that could be something mm-hmm. if, they, if they fix the issues. I'm I'm going to say fuck the both of them and fuck the entire family. Oh, we will be back after these next belated commercials. <laughs> Hello there, Mello. Hey, hey. Hello, I'm good. We were just waiting on Tisha now. All right now. I'm, I'm and here this. goes Tisha. We just are just getting something the... to drink. Hold on. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We'll start when after you get your drinky drink. Oh, I found me a shirt, honey. I wanted to be long sleeve though. In the summer? Yeah, honey. It's 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 one of those sheer um long sleeve things that don't have buttons, but they come down and it's almost like a bra on you. I'm gonna have I'll to show see you that. I'll show you. I have my little cute cardigan that I wear around the house. <laughs> the really thin, nice and comfortable ones. Yes, it's been chilly here in Pittsburgh. For the it's a little chilly today, too. And I'm like, wondering sure. what the fuck is going on. See, but this kind of weather is what makes me scared because I don't want to get sick. Right? Always Summer flu. 
That's yes. the last thing anybody fucking needs. Summer colds are the worst. <laughs> they are. Who the fuck wants to be sick in the summertime? Uh, no, ma'am. But now when people get sick, they automatically think, oh, do I have COVID? <laughs> oh, because they ain't taking, well, because they ain't taking care of themselves with the fucking precautions. Yeah. Dummies. Okay, two I, seconds. I really want this plate of chicken. I'm going to have to get me some chicken. I, I, when we get done with this call, I am going to Subway. That is I the most black you, thing about you. I, what, Food I like wise. chicken? Yes. I love, I love the fried chicken. I want, some I, really sub, I want a Subway sandwich. I have to go. Which kind? I don't know. They, I might get the feeling the steak and cheese. Yes! Okay. With the Italian herbal <laughs> cheese bread. Oh. That's the only one I get? Mm. Okay, David. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Okay, so we are back again. How are you all doing this lovely evening? Are you enjoying yourselves? I yes, am. a lot of fun. All I love right. Okay, so this segment is called Story Time. I haven't done one of these in a long time, or I, I have, but I haven't, you know, expressed it. It was Story Time, and this Story Time is going to be about something that I love truly and dearly, or don't, and it's going to be my family. Ooh. And family drama. Oh my God, we love it here, don't we? We all have it, honey. All <laughs> right. So where to start? So for those of you that don't know, most recently I had a death that occurred in my family. My grandmother, hmm. my father's mother. Um, this was the last grandparent that I had. You know, uh, because my mother's mother, who I love dearly. Um, not saying that I didn't love this grandmother, but I just didn't know her, you know? But my mother's mother, oh God, if you ever hear me have fond memories about a grandma and I say my grandma, I'm talking about that woman. That woman was my heart, swear. And I wasn't that close to my mother's grandfather and I never met my father's father. He died like years before I was even born. And he was a schizophrenic alcoholic drug addict. We ain't even got to go there today. But um, my grandmother, my, my grandmother, Gloria Jean Spares Morris, um, was her name, passed away uh, last month, actually. It's been a whole month since she's passed. And we had her funeral on June the 7th. Now, a little bit of the backstory, you know, if you will. Again, ask questions, interrupt, if you will. Um, my grandmother had seven children, so my father is one of seven children. He is the third oldest in the seven, and he is the second oldest boy. And he has five, bro- he has four other brothers. So it was two girls, five boys. Um, my eldest aunt, my aunt Michelle, had eight children of her own. And um, I want to say if not all eight of them, then most of them were raised by my grandmother because my aunt was addicted to drugs all of my life, I should say, but for probably the majority of her children's life as well, because some of them are like 10 years older than me. Um, so there is that. And these second set of kids, um, I grew up with five of them. Um, there was one that was born two years before me, another one born the same year as me, and the rest are sprinkled out a couple years below me. And I grew up with these ones. I don't like most of them that much, so then there's that. Um, This story kicks off in the fact that when my grandmother died, or as she was dying, my dad and his two younger brothers were, you know, put themselves in charge of her care. And the other set of children, the little derelicts, as I'll call them throughout this thing, did not like that. And basically, since we all became adults, they have been in constant battle with my uncles about who loves my grandmother more, who disrespects her more. 
really fucking stupid shit. So, a situation had occurred before my grandmother had passed where um, a couple of my cousins, a couple of the ones who were younger than me, and a couple of my uncles, my dad and his two brothers, ended up in a fight at the hospital. My grandmother was still alive at this time. This was like around Mother's Day. And my one uncle, um, we'll call him Uncle T, my Uncle T, got into a fight with my one cousin. We'll call him Walrus Teeth because he has a gap so far between his teeth. Oh looks like, looks like fucking oh walrus. So we'll call him Walrus, even though he's a skinny toothpick. So Walrus Mouth. Um, he um, got into a scuffle with my Uncle Tim. My dad's trying to Mm, my Uncle T. My dad is trying to break it up. <laughs> and that's when they decided to go down to the police station. I'm not sure how far this hospital was from the police station, but they ended up in downtown Pittsburgh. And the little derelicts followed them down there. And with the little derelicts, it was Walrus Teeth. It was his girlfriend, <laughs> the new victim of the month. It was his niece, um, <laughs> because they have a niece a couple years younger than them, because they have an older sister that had a daughter when she was 16. Um, we will call her, as my father calls her, we will call her bitch boy, wow. um, because she came to the funeral dressed in a granddaddy Easter suit, shaped like a fucking <laughs> boiled egg. So then there's that. And his sister, who looks like Gollum from The Lord of the Rings, so we'll call that bitch Gollum, okay? I don't like Gollum and walrus teeth, so you know. Oh. There's that. So they followed <laughs> my dad and my uncles down to the police station only for walrus mouth to punch my uncle to punch my other uncle, which we'll call him Uncle D, my Uncle D in the face. And he in turn got put in jail, got put in the pokey, this, that, and the third. Well, the narrative then turned into my dad and my uncles jumping walrus teeth, which didn't happen, you know. Be because first of all, if they jumped you, why are you still alive to tell the story? Right. You know, and why are, and why aren't they in jail, and you ended up in jail? You see, this shit ain't making no sense. So that's what the popular narrative came to came down to, and I didn't know any of this happened. This was the weekend of Mother's Day, so Sunday night I am um, going to bed, and I saw that Gollum commented on the post. Now at that time, I posted up a post about. You know, my mother, my grandmother, my god friend, and Beyonce. And it was like, you know, a, a, a Mother's Day post, but a joking one, you know. Because I don't know Beyonce, but I said, these are my four favorite mothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, jokey, jokey thing. And, like, people were, you know, commenting on it, laughing at it, wishing a happy Mother's Day to my mother and my grandmother. Had nice, sweet things to say about my mother and my grandmother. And so I thought that hers would be one and the same. You know, because she was quote-unquote fond of my mother. They had a decent relationship, so I figured, okay, she, she says nice about my mother. She hasn't said anything nice about her in years. That's fine. I'll wake up and I'll deal with it in the morning. It was about 11 o'clock the next day, and I'm at work. And I didn't think anything of it, and I went on Facebook. I had checked, I don't know why, but it's like something was telling me, don't check your Facebook until this time, because you ain't all the way up yet. I checked it, and she didn't comment on the picture, on the post about my mother, she commented on a post where I had, you know, revealed that I had blonde hair. And Looking post, like a bad bitch. Right. And, and, oh, I, and I was like, blonde ambition. And wrote the comment super gay on it. Now, number one, we ain't that close. I don't fuck mm -hmm. with y'all. I know how y'all feel about gay people, number one. Because they were all raised to be Vietnamese homophobic. That's the issue I ran into with my father. And he had to be checked on it. So, that squash is that and the third. But they didn't get 
that lesson. So I know it's not coming from like a well-meaning place. You're trying to fuck with me. And I don't understand why, because aside from us following each other on social media, bitch, I don't fuck with you. Mm-hmm. I don't speak to you. We don't have a relationship. You just follow me on here. You don't even comment on shit on mine. So why are you commenting, right? But one thing they do is when they can't get to the uncles, they come after the kids. And I'm an easy mark because, of course, I'm a flaming homosexual and I let it be known to everyone. And I will always do that. So I found the picture of Gola because that's what she looks like. Whether she has a whether she has a vegetable ass wig on, a dead sheep on her head, or you know, no hair, and her edges are missing, like they always have been since we were kids. Yeah. She looks like Gollum because she's ugly. Teeth so buck, she looks like Mr. Ed. But she looks like Gollum instead. We'll say that. <laughs> and so she comments back when I posted the picture. And said, Spud, is that you? Spud is, Spud is my mother's nickname. So now you being disrespectful. Then she tags another one of my cousins in it. And when my brother saw, he was like, well, why did she tag her in it? As if they've been talking about you. I said, because that tells me that that has. And at this funeral, because at this point, we knew my grandmother was going to die any day now. I said, at this funeral, let them say one thing to me. And I have something for all of them. Okay. Try me if you want to. Weeks had passed. And by this time, my grandmother has, has died. So I posted a throw, Throwback Thursday picture, probably the end of May, right before Memorial Day. And she comments on it. And I already know where the shit is heading to. I already know where the shit is headed to. And as a matter of fact, I will read that conversation for y'all. Just you can get the, um, the context of this. And I'll read it very quickly. Um... So I saw that she commented on the picture and what she commented was this picture. Oh, sorry. The, let me scale back a bit. The throwback picture was of me on my first Christmas, Christmas, 1990. I was like four months old, had a cigarette in my hand, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Most people found it funny. Oh, excuse me. Excuse you, honey. Excuse me. Uh, But it's fine. Burp on that bitch because she ugly anyway. (laughs) Um, So she comments on the picture. This is a sad picture shaking my head. I said, much like your life. Now, why are you here? Oh, my. And her response was, oh, come on now, girl. I'm trying to find this shit. Don't tell me I deleted it. Come on. Come on, girl. I know it's here. I know. (laughs) Here we go. So, okay, she said, shaking my head, this pick is a ve- this is a, this pick is a very sad photo. I said, much like your life, now why are you here? She goes, and I quote, I'm a real woman and have full purpose for life. You're going to hell, Adam and Even. I was like, then live in your purpose. Raise your kids that you're so happy to be a mother of and stop being as ugly on the inside as you are on the outside. Then I said, quote unquote, real woman, Adam and Even, you're going to hell. Is that supposed to hurt my feelings? Try harder. She goes, LOL, gay people are funny. You wish you was me, a she, ugly, facts. That's your mom and dad. Where's your kids? I was like, I know we are. You are one of us too. The coochie you was eating is still on your breath. (laughs) She goes, "Um, it would be dick on my breath. 
Oh, I already got it because now you can't even argue like a fucking grown ass woman, bitch. You're arguing like a fucking 12 year old. Right. And she was like, um, it would be dick on my breath. I was like, coochie, say it with me. I used to be a coochie loving dyke and I always will be. She goes, you're mad, mad. You're a devil. You're going to hell. I'd rather have a gay daughter than, than a gay son. You're, you're a lost cause. I said, and I'm so happy to be all those things. Thank you. With your multi-comment ass. Truly, your attempts to disparage me are quite amusing. I mean, imagine me being offended by the opinions of a crack baby with no mama, no daddy, and the only other mother she's ever known is dead now. Probably to get away from you and the rest of the little derelicts. May my grandmother's soul finally know peace. LOL. Anyways, David, how them AIDS feel? Facts. I got you big man. Ha ha ha. But I know I'm a... I, and I hate when people spell the, the, the singular meaning of woman like women. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm a... I'm yeah, a, spell it correctly, please. I'm a she woman. Goes, she, she goes... I'm she a woman. Goes, she goes, I'm a woman. And I love this. <laughs> and then here is when the knives came out. Because I was just letting her go on. She goes... You won't be seeing that ape looking mother of yours. Wow. And it's so, not surprising that she said that because they're very anti black. They have a dark skinned sister who they used to always make fun of. And the dark skinned sister is actually much prettier than she is. They normally do be that way. Oh, yes, she is, girl. I saw that picture. She's lighter <laughs> than the dark skinned one. Yes, she is. She's brown. She's lighter. She, she, she ain't Alicia Keys. She is lighter than the dark skinned one. She's she she thinks that gives her a privilege. Trust me. Wow. Trust me. Fairly. So then I go, and you won't be seeing that crack whore mother who of yours who didn't raise you. Now what? She goes, You're mad fat, because even with a mother and father, they still raised. Well, she didn't. A gay dude that's out of this world. Instead of being mad, be glad and lose some weight. Get a wife, have kids, stop being ugly. You might be cool. I was like, now, how am I mad when you keep commenting? Go raise your kids. So I left it at that, right? But (laughs) I decided to make a post about it because I was steaming mad that here you are fucking with me again. So my post read something like this. I think people who are so holy filled and walking in their purpose should do just that. (laughs) Instead of bringing your ugliness in physical, spiritual, and virtual form to my doorstep. Then when I give you what you want, suddenly I'm the emotionally unstable one. LOL. I don't fuck with y'all. Never have, never will. And after our grandmother's funeral, as far as I'm concerned, we don't even have to acknowledge each other. I can take the sly remarks about me and my sexuality, especially from a woman who used to dress up in boys' clothes, go by the name Erin, and still has the stench of coochie on her breath. No matter how much you proclaim to love dick, you still a lesbian, sis. Live with it. If I'm going to hell, then I'll be seeing you there too. But furthermore, what you won't do is respect my parents, my mother especially. My yeah, mother that's who you, that's you. rude. Exactly. My mother who treated you and the rest of the, of the little derelicts with kindness and with way more compassion than your own mother ever showed you. So what, how dare you? What pea brain idea from a pea brain ass bitch to get a tattoo of a dead woman's name on your body only to disrespect her years later? What kind of low-life, low-level troglodyte does that? Certainly not someone walking in her purpose. But that says something about your character when you do shit like that. Exactly. I continued on by saying... let's for itself. Exactly. Let's also not use my sexuality as a dig at my parents' parenting either. When, When it's because of them that I'm able to take care of myself, unlike you. It's because of them that my uncles never had to beat the living shit out of me. It's because of them that I don't have to fight family and pick up the gay cousin. I am the gay cousin. 
to inflate a self-esteem that's already in the shitter. It has been mm-hmm. in the shitter since my mama dropped me off on my grandmother's doorstep and my daddy refuses to have anything to do with me. Her daddy being a child molester. Had wow. I, I said, I said, hey. I, I said, I had loving parents. You had a substitute who refused to hold your evil ass accountable for the rotten shit you did. And you want to take some moral high ground with me because unlike you, I can live in my truth happily. Girl, fuck you. And fuck anybody who thinks like you and will take issue with this. I'm sure I'm, I'll be seeing you at our grandmother's funeral and I look forward to it. I hope you'll have the same balls as you do now. I don't think you will, but if you do, you and anybody else who's with it can get these hands. And I left it at that. And then the sister comes and tries to insert herself in it. And essentially I just told her, bitch, where was you four hours ago? Because you're, because you are only here because I said something about your mama. But where were you four hours ago to, to stop this shit? I don't want to hear from you either, bitch. What does she have to say? She said, okay, you want me to read that too? Yeah. She goes, did my mother really have to be involved in all in y'all little bullshit? Did you disclose your ma'am was drunk and your simple bitches need to quit? Oh, did, did you disclose your ma'am was drunk like y'all simple bitches need to quit? And why ruin funerals? Pull up on her and April commenting on his pick was unnecessary. If you ain't like it, you should have scrolled right past it. I said, did mine? <clears throat> Answer that honestly. Get your sister. That's all I asked at this point. She started this, and I was minding my business. So how about she pull up on me? She goes, did yours what? So clearly you didn't even read what she said. I said, did my mother need to be involved in this mess? Because that, because that's the only reason yours is here. Right. She goes, right. she, she, and, and I'm sorry. She goes, no. Your mother did not spud was a, so now was spud and our aunt spud, which y'all called up when she was alive. Fuck y'all, fake bitches. Was a very cool person, and yep, she is all the way wrong. I don't condone it. I said you should have said something publicly, because what does yeah. that really do for me? Nothing. She been harassing me, me privately. She 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 been harassing me for weeks, and I stayed quiet. You could have said something to me to me privately. Remember that because she said something to the effect of my my mother wasn't wasn't the only one. Bitch, your mother chose to do crack over raising you and your siblings, number one. And she left y'all on our grandmother's doorstep to raise. My my parents, they were drunks. They were drunks for part of my life, but they were still raised me, honey. Yeah. My parents gave up drinking when I was nine years old and continued to raise me. Yours mm-hmm. never raised you. and never gave a damn about you. Mm-hmm. And it's dead. And, and, and it's dead because she said that she would die doing crack and she did what she loved doing. So wow. you can't come from my parents, honey. Not right. ever. And you don't check me, honey. I'm grown. You can't even check your siblings, so don't check me, honey. You got the wrong motherfucking one. Period. She goes, you can call me, inbox me, um, do it privately. That's all I'm saying. I said, I don't. I actually don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you at all. I want your siblings to leave me and my family the fuck alone. She said, and, and yes, I hear you, and I see it wasn't you, but I can't control them. I can't speak on what I feel is right, and she's totally wrong. And I said, well, then, unfortunately, there will always be a problem, and you will always catch strays because those are your siblings. Now, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I apologize because I wasn't trying to argue with you then, right? But I don't apologize for how I feel. And that's where it was left at. No. I don't like when people do stuff like that. And that and, and, and that's not even counting the funeral and, and, and what what happened there. <clears throat> wow. 
But I, I want to know what give people the audacity to think they can speak to people that any kind of way. You based wanna... on what you know or don't know, like what give you the audacity to publicly speak to me that way, and and privately talk to me any kind of way. Like you, what, what? Like like uh, help me ex- explain that to you. Like, I don't get it. You you want to know what it is, truthfully, mellow, and I think. I don't know if people are starting to like wake up to the shit I've been saying for years, but truly this is, they do not like me because I am gay. Get over it. They, they have never liked me since we were kids. Right. So truly the shit you're saying to me doesn't really hurt my feelings because I've already known how y'all felt. That's how they were raised. By my grandmother. That's how my father and his siblings were raised. Even if they didn't hurt your feelings, it's, just, it's all about respect for me. They don't have... Well, well. here's the thing. They don't have respect when it because they feel entitled to my grandmother. They feel more entitled to my grandmother than me being a grandchild. They feel more entitled to my grandmother than even my father being her direct, being her direct descendant. Her but then they can, but then they can go make, make comments and talk about people like that. Like, exactly. Well, make it I make mean, sense. well, I mean, they've they've done this for years. Like, they have a beef with my uncle D and his kids, mm-hmm. and my uncle D's kids, they are street niggas. Like, they think they're sh- like they think they're tough and they think they're street niggas. But truthfully, but truthfully, they can only do shit behind the computer screen because when I saw them bitches at the funeral, it was crickets. Of course. <laughs> Okay, number one. Number they two, what? when the brother Walrus T tried to try tried to like, you know, come to me and my brother, well, tried to come to my brother as a man because he wasn't speaking to me because he already knew what the fuck it was. You see, see, here's the thing. I don't already fucking like y'all, and we already know this. So, you know, any anything you say to me, whether it, whether it's the truth or a lie, I'm gonna come at you sideways anyway. Because I don't fucking like it because it's on site. On site. And, I, and, I, and, and then I said to my brother, while that bitch was on the phone, I said, this is why he wanted to speak to you and not me, because he knew what it was when it came to me. He already knew. And then, and then the bitch going to try to get his girlfriend to fight me, thinking that it's going to be a diss. But nigga, you just dissed yourself and your own girlfriend. So when I told you, bring her and you next, I'm going to beat your ass too, you hung up the phone. Because you knew what the fuck it was. Don't try me, bitch. Play with your pussy. Don't play with me. Okay. <laughs> Do that, okay? But this is just how they are. They're very evil and they are very manipulative. They're very manipulative and they start shit when they're in a group, when it's them and a group of people. And that now includes their nieces. The one who's a granddaddy dressing dyke and the other one that sits there and tries to record fights while she's holding her aunt's baby in her motherfucking hand. Wow. Okay? That's neglect. They They are very dysfunctional. They are very delusional and they are very... Hood rat. I wouldn't even say hood rat because you know hood even hood rats got a look class exactly they are (laughs) they are classless and tasteless and they think truthfully and I don't like saying people are jealous of me but I really do think it's jealousy right it's it's jealousy because you see me and what kind of person I am right Mm -hmm. you see me and you've always seen the the wonderful comments that my parents have gotten about me about my brother and me the comments they still get about me because even though I'm all with the faggotry bitch, guess what? I'm still the same bitch I was before I came out. Yeah. Hello, yeah. okay? And you don't like that. And because you see being gay as a defamation, you're going to talk about my father, my father's parenting, and my mother's parenting. When guess what, bitch? 
I know who my father is, do you? Okay. My father ain't a child molester, honey. My father didn't leave me in a crack house, honey. Mm -hmm. Okay? He actually raised me. Being a drunk and all. And he wasn't a drunk that motherfucking long either. Mm-hmm. Hello. Let's get that understood. My grandmother never had to raise me and, and my siblings, honey. First of all, my if, if anything, it would have been my mama's mama raising me if that was the case. Because we didn't like being around our father's mother for the, because you were always down there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like you. I remember cussing you out as a child, and not getting an, and not getting an ass whooping for calling you an ugly bitch when I was seven. I was a horrible child. I had a oh, y'all always had issues. Always had issues, honey. And her brothers was up there laughing at her ugly ass because. And hold on, that's the one I got issues with. Her and Walrus T. <laughs> so truthfully, if I was going to fight anybody, it would have been her than her brother, and I would have dared somebody to say something to me about it. And I don't even fight girls. I don't even talk like this. So you know you got me out of character. But getting back to the original point, you see me being gay as a defamation, so you have to attack it. But guess what? I'm st- and I don't it even like saying you, this. So. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. And <laughs> and and number two, I will I will still be the same motherfucker I was, and you will still be the same bitch you was. The yeah. same bitch who used to eat coochie and called up our cousin one day because you wanted to stay with her, and then got her in trouble because you had. The FBI coming to her house because of shit that you and your man did. The fuck? Mm. Let's talk about how back in the day. Mm, nope, let me not even go there. Let me not even go there because <laughs> that's personal. I ain't trying to get too personal, but I don't like these okay. bitches, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't like these bitches. Well, There's you have a lot a I can say about them. Shit. They're not very nice people. So They're man. not very nice people. And then they want sympathy, right? You know, everybody's playing how- the victim these days. They they love playing the victim. They, li- they literally had a GoFundMe. Where they literally, first of all, all the facts were wrong because they tried to say, you know, my uncle T is my grandmother's oldest son. And that's like small shit, right? Because it's not that serious. But no, he is not the eldest brother, okay? Mm-hmm. Our uncle Boo is, and then my father is the second oldest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, they don't like my uncle T because my uncle T fired them all from his home healthcare business. So, of course, y'all going to, you know, go at him the most. And they don't like him. They've all explained this. But... Getting back to the original story, they had a GoFundMe started, right? And had my grandmother's deathbed picture as the goddamn profile picture. And literally, they only raised $25 of a $10,000 goal. I just checked it the other day. <laughs> right? So, I mean, I mean, like, like, this is the kind of people who we are fucking working with. And then her mama, the bitch who tried to check me, right? Apparently couldn't make the funeral because she went to Miami beforehand, got coked out, and got her ass beat. Mm-hmm. They run their mouth. Mm-hmm. Because they do. Run their lips. They do. They they absolutely run their run their fucking mouths and then they run. They run. And then they think because they're older and my dad and his brothers are getting older and they're all they all have health issues and shit that they can like come at them. But you found out quickly these old men will still beat your ass. Okay. You know, my dad, even even with his bum knee and his bad heart, one thing I do know, my dad is going to beat your ass. I know that for a fact, and he ain't afraid to do it. And we will take his ass to the hospital after he does it. He will beat your ass, and has no problems telling you that he does. He's he's not afraid of anybody. And my and my dad, he ain't playing that either. <laughs> come on now, you coming? Because you're not only coming at him, but you're talking about his dead wife, and now you're picking at his son. Yeah. Yeah. And neither of us are bothering y'all. We don't fuck with y'all for a fucking reason. So he's going to beat your ass. Mm-hmm. 
So they think that, that because these men are getting older, that they can punk them. You know, Walrus Teeth walked up to my dad the one time when he went to his sister's house, the bitch, the older sister, right? Went to her house to pick up some shit for my grandmother and he was dropping off her son. And he said to my dad, you want to fight Uncle David? My dad said, you do whatever's clever. Stood right, stood, stood right there. That boy did not walk an inch to him before his sister was hauling her goofy ass down the steps to tell him not to fight. Bitch, bitch, you didn't have to protect my father, honey. Protect your motherfucking brother. Right. Because he was going to get his ass whooped. He already got he already got his ass whooped years ago when he disrespected my grandmother and then tried to tell me and my brother in the car that that happened because he didn't speak to my dad. My dad don't even fucking like you. He don't even care about that shit. Mm. Get the fuck out of here. So this is this is the stock that I come from. And truthfully, Mello left. I'm gonna just finish up the story, but yeah. truthfully, Mello's back. <laughs> Mello, can you hear us, girl? Yes, I don't know what the hell happened. Okay, well, I was about to, I was like, okay, it just told me it's time to end it. Okay, so let me finish. Truthfully, <laughs> this is gonna be so fun. Truthfully, this is the stock that I motherfucking come from. And I'm gonna tell you this, if I ever have kids, they will never motherfucking know these people. For what? I mean, why? They don't exactly. respect you. Exactly. And I'm gonna tell you this too. My brother's kids would have been all there to fight, especially the five-year-old. I can see him right now. You wanna fight? <laughs> he ghetto. He ghetto. He, he ghetto like my mama's family. He gonna be like, back up. Back up from my uncle. Dang. <laughs> I just know this. He would have been ready. He would have been ready. See, y'all scared to bring some kids in the world because I feel like they're going to have all of my temper and attitude, and that ain't too pretty out here. Oh, honey, look. Because my mouth and my just... hands, they just go. <laughs> they just go. Look, here's the... It, it was, it's my mouth with me. I got smacked in my mouth a couple times for how small it is. Truly. <laughs> truly. My mama, well, if she was here till this day, she'll tell, you, she'll tell me... She'll tell you he was fun because he talked back. I popped him in his mouth a couple times, but he talked back. His brothers let me do whatever he want to do to him. That's the one thing my parents always knew. You was you could push me to a certain point, but you was never going to punk me, bitch. No. Absolutely not. I learned that a long time ago. That's and what I my mom always... hated, hated about me. <laughs> you Hello. always got to have a last word. You always got to have something to say. Well, it, what you saying ain't making no sense. So I'm going to I guess right. I'm going to question. Right. And don't fuck with my brother. That's the one thing. I'll go up against anybody about my brother. Honey. Oh, yeah. That's not about my baby brother. Don't play with that one. Exactly. And he, oh, and, 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 and he all six foot one, big ass belly and shit. He bigger than me. And I'm still looking at him like he's 10 years old. Get the fuck out of here. Uh-uh. So, like, I mean, I, 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 I do not like these people. I will never like these people. And I wanted to haul this in to talk about homophobia because that's exactly what that shit is. And what yeah. I've and I remember being told by a cousin on my mama's side, she was like, if people don't accept you, they ain't for you. And you don't need to be around them. And I have stuck with that mantra ever since. I just don't understand why are we still being homophobic in 2021. 2021 it's, it's like they are, it's out, it's accepted. We have we have days that we celebrate us, we do so much. We have people so don't much. like change, man. And let's why. get and let's let's not only get into that, we have TV shows now. <laughs> like that, that. So it's like, why? 
everybody have it in their family. But so you, it's like, what is your problem? The the problem is people don't like change. And 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 and, and here's one thing that I had to discover, right? Like people like the like like people are okay with the idea of gay people existing. But when it comes to their doorstep, it's a different story. So when you mention there's sure. gay TV shows and there's and, and, and it's more out and it's more accepted, people literally hate that. I literally read a read a post the other day where a woman was saying, Oh, Kay's commercial has a has a um gay couple in TV show. And I don't like that because now I gotta explain to my son that two men aren't meant to be together. And they're trying to hmm? force this gay agenda on me and my child. And then it's like why it's like huh and then her defense was it's like well you know he's four he's too young he's too young to like under under uh, understand that and i don't want to explain that to him no bitch your four-year-old is not going to care you care you care let's be real about that y'all use your children and you use the bible and you use anything else that you think people can't argue against to Excuse your homophobia when the fact of the matter is that you're just homophobic. Yeah, that's what it is. Hands that's down. all it is. Yeah. Like, Nothing like, else. like the only agenda that anybody in the community has is to is to exist and have a happy, healthy, and productive life. We don't give a fuck about your ugly ass kids, girl. We don't give a, and 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 teachers, this ain't no disrespect. We don't care about your Bible, your God. We don't care about anything else that you come with, right? We want to yeah. live our lives happily yeah. and healthy as much as y'all do. Yeah. It is you all that insert yourselves into our business because truthfully, that's what I've always experienced. That's, that, that's what this whole experience was. It's like you all insert yourself into my business. I wasn't fucking with y'all. I don't even speak to y'all. Why the fuck are you here, bitch? Yeah, that's, that'd be the problem that I don't understand too with some people. But like half the time when you see, when you hear stories about the LGBT and you hear, oh, they get jumped or they get some nine times out of ten, you were fucking with them. Because we don't just fuck with people. So it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why are we still doing this in this time frame. I because, would never get it. Because we can, Mello. And, and, I would and, never get and, it. And, 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 and truthfully, I think, I think, I think here's, the, here's the issue. Here's another issue that I always have with people, right? When they say everybody's entitled to their opinion. And it's like, yeah, everybody has an opinion. It's, it's like an asshole. But your opinion does not get to dictate my life. It definitely does. And people do not like the fact that they can no longer bully gay people anymore. No. They can no longer bully trans people anymore. They can no longer bully anybody in the community anymore because we're standing up for ourselves, right? Me, they don't you. like that. They don't like that at all. It's being and police now. Exactly. Like yeah. people, people could be make jokes about, oh, that's so gay. Exactly. And like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you hit the nail yeah. on the head. They are, they are used to like, it's okay for gay people to exist as long as you can make fun of them and Use them for your and comedy skill, but when we're asking you right, but when we're asking you to like respect us and respect our humanity, it's a problem, and yeah. I got a problem with that, and I will always yeah. check that. So it's like, bitch, fuck your opinion. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Your opinion is not my life. Kiss yeah. my black ass. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you though, growing up in Chicago, especially where I on the south town I grew up at, I came out at a very young age, and I didn't give a damn if I wanted to wear wig type clothes. I mean, I walked the streets, and a lot of people have tried me, and a lot have gotten their ass whooped. You, you know, but I've had people throw things at me, pick with me, talk about me. See, I was never the one that you can bully. Because if you poke me, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to come out. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I just try to instill that with some people. Like, 
I was a fighter when it mm-hmm. came to that because I refused to be someone other than who I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I fought Devin every day of my life. But when they saw me, oh, no, he going to fight. No, you're not going to bully me. You're not going to punk me. So when you see me, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to rumble with you. And that, mm-hmm. it just, that was a sad time you know, in life for the live, but I just would never understand homophobia. If we're not messing with you, why do you have so much problem with what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Right. You like what you like, right? So why mm-hmm. can't I like what I like? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and then all this stuff about how, you know, something had to have happened to you and you were touched and this, that, and the third. It's like, I've been hearing some shit lately. Right? And it's, and it's almost like I grew up in a house with a mother and a father who was married. I grew up seeing nothing but straight shit and I'm still gay. Hello. I grew up with women and they all hit me in. Mm-hmm. That was as straight as you can get in a household like that. And, 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 and then the whole thing is that whenever it comes to boys, I don't understand. It's just like if a little boy hangs around a lot of girls, it means he's gay. But then it's like you want him to still have sex with a lot of girls. So like, which is it? <laughs> which is it like he has to hang around the girls to have sex with them right right i mean i would think that's the logic but i it's mean like, that's the logic right right but it's almost it, it's it, it's almost like a, it's almost like a contradicting thought it's like you can hang around girls as long as you're fucking them but but you can't hang around with your chia with them right like you want to know what they think about you want to understand their opinions nigga you gay are you soft as hell? You know how many times I got that in my life, <laughs> and I and I and, and like till and I had to think about it. I was like, I never understood that. Like, why is me being friends with girls such as a such a negative thing when I'm not even being raised to even be a pussy hound? I don't oh, understand how, that. Well, how about this one? They try to they talk about you because you're hanging with the girl, but then they want to use you to get the girls. Oh no, mm-hmm. ma'am. Oh no, ma'am. Well, I, I never how? had that, honey. How? I never I had that happen, happen to me. To me. Like a group of guys, and you got on like y'all don't like me. Y'all hate my guts. Y'all hate my entire existence. But when they saw that me being popular in high school, I had all the girls want to be around me. I, I did. I like the stuff that they did. Uh, you know, same thing. I'm looking at what y'all looking at. Yeah. So a lot of the guys are like, damn, he hanging out with all the all the girls, all the cute girls at the lunch table, going to the park. So a lot of the straight the jocks, I would like to call them. They, you know, mm-hmm. hey, Jamel, want to be friends with you? You know, start talking to me. I'm like, y'all normally don't fuck with me. But mm-hmm. now, yeah, I see that I'm fairly popular with all the cute girls. Now everybody want to be my friend. So mm-hmm. it's just like I was never that gullible. Yeah. 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 Well, I never had that because I didn't like people in high school. So I didn't either, but I everybody wanted to attach to me for some reason. I had very few friends, and the friends I had was misfits like me. So <laughs> nobody tried me like that, and I was happy. Really, I think they took me being quiet as like, that will fuck them up. Because, you know, I wasn't this flaming back then <laughs> i was still <laughs> hiding in plain sight but you know it's just people are ridiculous Tisha, do you have anything to add before we end it here no y'all always teach me a lot so i just listen <laughs> <laughs> okay you sure you don't have anything to add anything to say like what have you learned that's a better question what have you learned well you know for me i've never understood uh the, you know the segregation part of it I, I never cared like Nug Mello said it has nothing to do with me so I never understood why people would get involved in the the business of the gay community you know what I mean it, that that never bothered me and I mm-hmm. never wanted to be you know the stereotypical Kristen that's judgmental and blah blah blah